racking up strikeouts. He's got 15 strikeouts for Flackney in this game. He's got down. That's strikeout number 16 for Tyler Flackney. This ball game is over. And we're the best goddamn football league in the country. We're the best football, the best football league in the goddamn country. Period. Cheers. Welcome back to another episode of the HRL Touch 'Em Touch 'Em All podcast. I'm Stash. Unfortunately, Sanchez is unable to join me this week, so today I have Mippy Five joining me as my co-host. How's it going? Well, it was good until he said, unfortunately, I had to join. Jeez, I didn't know how you were that desperate. Wow. Unfortunately, Sanchez couldn't join. All right, I'll let that one slide, but you're on thin ice now. (laughs) All right, so uh, question of the week this week is, if you could choose anybody in the world, dead or alive, to join your wiffle ball team, who would it be? Uh, I've thought about this quite a bit, and uh, dead or alive, uh, the wish. (laughs) (laughs) I've <laughs> <laughs> been trying for years and he's too cool for me or Doug Mankiewicz okay all right yeah if, if you don't know who Doug Mankiewicz is he's a twins legend and I think a Boston legend and Mets legend and a few others here and there Yankee legend but mostly a twins legend and uh, for those of you that don't know the backstory Mippy kind of idolized him growing up um, so that that would be the reason why he was a defensive first baseman, which you never see anymore, and that's basically all I was in high school. I couldn't hit, but I could play defense. So I was like, all right, that's a role model right there. Yeah. For me, I would have to say Ken Griffey Jr. I would love to see that swing on the wiffle ball field, just that pose with the left-handed and just strut it out. It, it I would like to see that in person. That'd be nice. I feel like smallpox kind of emulates it a little bit. Um, I, I don't think his swing's as fluid. It's pretty nice, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to complain about smallpox swing. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, Ken Griffey would be fun. <laughs> yeah. He'd have a lot of fun out there. Or TJ. I've never seen That's TJ why. play. That's so. why. I've heard a lot of things. I think he was right before uh, we got into the league, and I've heard a lot of things yeah. about him. Yeah. It'd be fun. I do have a little little TJ story that I think I'll save for a different podcast because okay. it's a kind of a tangent. Okay. So I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll stay on the TJ topic a little bit here. Babyface is right up there with TJ mm-hmm. in terms of numbers. Mm-hmm. Are we seeing Babyface as the TJ of this era? That's going back to the Discord for greatest HRL home run hitter, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen TJ once again, so all I'm going off is lore. In my HRL playing career, in a relatively small-ish sample size, it's for sure Babyface. Smallpox is up there, but in terms of home run rate and everything, Babyface has him in the smaller sample size. But TJ's whole career is kind of a small sample size. Right, I think too. it's like only four, five, four or five years. years. Yeah. yeah. So if I had to choose right now, I would probably give the edge to TJ just because he has a little bit more longevity than Babyface, 
But if Babyface does this for another couple of years, then Babyface takes over. All right. Kind of kind of the same thought process that I was going with. Yeah, Babyface has been around, but he's not consistently at the rinks like TJ was when he was playing. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how long Babyface actually does stick around to see if his numbers are better mm-hmm. after five seasons of playing. His attendance this year is a little bit down. I think he's right. back at in the office or something like right, that. Exactly. So, so we'll see if that plays a factor in the next couple of years. Right. All right. So home run check for the past two weeks. Did you hit any uh, home runs? <laughs> I hit, first of all, I hit a triple, That's which was more exciting. That's not the question. I played the trash pandas and bears and I was in a, in a big slump coming in. I was thinking maybe I was going to bust out of my slump and, uh, they put me in a deeper slump. I did hit one. It was a meaningless solo homer late in the game. But I, it was just one. Okay. Was, I, yeah. It's a tough week for me. <laughs> How about you? I know the answer to this. I had four. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough coming home and saying I hit one against the Trash Pandas and Bears and you saying you hit four against the Baby Cakes and... I had not no, nope, I did not this last week. Oh, I, okay. I not. It was against the Blue Wahoos, against the Hops and Baby Cakes. I had zero. Okay. All right. Yeah. Makes me feel a little better. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of like an emergency podcast that we had to do. So this is all on the fly, basically. So since we've already got to know you uh, mm-hmm. in a previous episode, kind of. Take me through who you see as All-Stars right now since the All-Star voting is happening this weekend. Um, Tell me who you got on your ballot, Hopkins and Egan. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't have an Egan representative, so we're going to both choose who we think should be representing each city. Right. Um, Well, this is what the way I do my All-Star voting is I wait till the very last moment until every game is possibly played um, because I want to give everyone their chance to show what they got so i won't vote this upcoming weekend when it first opens but i'll make sure to vote kind of at the buzzer or right after the last games are played before the all-star game and i think we both took about 10 minutes to make our lineups or whatnot and these will probably change in the next week or so but what do we want to do first hopkins or egan uh let's start off with hopkins all right um kind of explain how you also go about choosing your all-stars like is there a process that you look at to kind of determine that i would say it's pretty similar to what you and sanchez said in a in a previous podcast it's very stats based but there also is an element of eye test and like who you've played and and stuff like that and um but i try and keep it as objective as possible because uh, i think that's probably how it should be yeah um so i'll start with my hitters go for it um i would say the number one hitter right now in hopkins is Airbud. And this, I believe, would be a first-time All-Star for Airbud. I believe so as well. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I think if you lead the league in home runs, you should be a shoe-in <laughs> as a hitter. And he leads the league in home runs as well as a handful of other power stats. Yep. So I, I agree with you on that one. All right, so we both have Airbud on there. Yep. And then going along with if you lead the league in some important category, like batting average, then Peanut is in there as well. I agreed with you on that one as All well. Right. So those were my top... I guess it doesn't necessarily mean the order. Um, yeah, right. But these are two. I have Airbud, Peanut. Um, and then I also have Smallpox and Grizz from the Grasshoppers. Um, those, they, they have super solid numbers all around. And also, you can't say that they're not two of the best hitters in Hopkins. Right. 
it should be super objective, but if you're trying to pick the six best hitters in Hopkins, those two have to be in the top six, right. even if their numbers might not be top six quality right now, yeah. um, which I still think they are. But. Yeah, I agreed with smallpox. The only reason why I differed with Grizz is because of what I said. I don't like to put multiple yep. people from one team on there, so that's where I had to decide between Grizz and smallpox, and I felt smallpox had the better numbers overall mm-hmm. compared yep. to Grizz, so yep. I only went with smallpox there. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the fence about that mentality because last year the Crawdads, they definitely had the top four hitters in the league um, at that at the All-Star right. break, so like it, it would... It felt wrong to leave any of those off, but at the same time, it's not quite as interesting to watch that, an All-Star game. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I'm not going there to go watch the Crawdads against Egan. Right. Like, that, that's not fun for me. Yeah. I can see both sides of that argument right there. Uh, for my fifth hitter, I had Stash. I think uh, you've had a uh, break. Have you been an All-Star I... hitter before? Not a hitter, no. Okay. I, I was like a 10th reserve pitcher one time. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, I, up until last week, you led the league in home runs till Airbud had another ridiculous week. Yep. Uh, did you have yourself on there? I did, yes. Okay. Um, and then I had Syke as the as a sixth. I don't, not necessarily sixth place, I guess, but as one of the six. Your sixth. Um, kind of the same reasoning that I had Smallpox and Grizz on there. I believe that Syke and Smallpox are... Definitely the two best hitters right. in Hopkins, and they need to be in the top six, even if the numbers don't exactly show that. And Sykes having a solid season is not a typical Sykes season, right. but he's, he's still having a solid season. I feel like he needs to be one of those hitters in the All-Star game. Right. For me, I did not pick Syke. Okay. I felt like his numbers weren't up there with everybody else's, and since this is a year-to-year basis for the All-Star mm-hmm. game, I don't think his numbers so far warrant him of my vote okay. to be in there. So I put in Sharpie of the Rumble Ponies. I've okay. seen him a couple times, and the dude can yep. mash. I agree. I, agree. Um, he, I think he does deserve a vote. His average is somewhere around like the 340. I think he has 13 home runs or whatever it is. So he's definitely leading the Rumble Ponies and the charge for their hitting. Mm-hmm. And then my last one was Diddy. Okay. Um, he has 10 home runs. He has a solid batting average as well. So this all also goes along with my idea of not voting in multiple people. So that's why you see me grabbing a little further down sometimes mm-hmm. with my hitters. Okay. Yeah. I, two, two solid choices right there. Yeah. I did have some honorable fringe ones right now. I, I, know, <laughs> I don't know if we're supposed to do that. I don't know if you wrote any fringe I, ones. I, I didn't do any fringes. No. Yeah. I put Taco on the fringe. I put a couple of the Chihuahuas on the fridge, nickname and Merce, and then I had JC on the fringe just because he's hitting like 400 or whatnot. Um, and there was a lot of people that were really close to those top six, so I can see these changing over the next couple weeks. Right, exactly. All right, so let's move into your pitchers. Who do you have for your pitchers? Well, right now it's a one-person race <laughs> yeah. in terms of who's the top dog, and it's not even close. Yeah. Dumpy just absolutely dominating. And yes. if anyone does not vote him as their top choice, unless something drastic changes in these next couple weeks, I guess, you're crazy. Um, I have him. I have Cy Whiff written next to him right now because <laughs> I think he has like a .45 ERA yeah. and 7-0 or something like that. Seuss numbers. Yeah, yeah. In a very tough league to pitch in. Yes. He's faced good teams. And from what we know from the Aces so far is that they've been playing on fields that the wind is blown in, so that could be playing a factor. 
in his ERA. Maybe, but you'd think by this time of year it would have averaged out where he's probably faced both elements, but right. I, I don't know. I've not analyzed win conditions on Aces games, but I know he shut us out, um, and he shut the grasshoppers out, and that's enough That's enough for me yeah. to get the uh, get the top vote. So I'm assuming you had him. I did, yep. Okay. Uh, the next ones I think could be a little bit more fluid. Yeah. Um, I put me, Nippy, I thought done pretty well and then I had Webgem as my third I know wins sometimes could be uh, overrated um, kind of an outdated stat but he's seven wins on the year I think he's won every start that he started I think that's even even if the other numbers aren't exactly sub one ERA or whatnot I still think that's noteworthy yeah yeah for me I had nightmare as mine my number two yeah. Um, he's having a great year. I think he's only missed one week, and that was against us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he still would have done a decent job even if he played us. So I, he probably would have been 6-1 and one mm-hmm. or either 5-2 and two was still a good mm-hmm. record. So, And then I'm throwing this name out there just because of how good of a season he is having so far. Johnny. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. Yeah. I knew, I knew I you were going to say that. The dude, compared to his previous years, he has five wins on the year already. His previous career high is five. And mm-hmm. he's been pitching well up until, like, I think when he faced you guys. I think mm-hmm. that's when he started to slide. So mm-hmm. if he can pick it up again, I think he still deserves a vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Johnny. He's having a great year. Yeah, um, I think that's where we differ in terms right. of, like, maybe a voter fatigue thing. It's like, oh, this, this guy has been in the league a long time but never had this good of numbers so therefore let's reward him because you were big on the Nelson train last year for getting him as a hitter even though his numbers if you looked at them without the name there's probably some um, that were better but um, that would be that'd be interesting to see Johnny in the all-star game he's definitely um, a big uh, a big guy in the league and it'd be fun to see him get his shine right you you, uh, the nightmare one if you take away his, his stats from the uh, Aces game, it's probably a shoe in for Nightmare as well. Okay. So, oh, yeah, because I forgot he gave up a yeah, bunch so, of runs. So yeah. I maybe am changing my mind and putting Nightmare as one of my three cause if, if you take away that one game. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, and what about your fielders for Hopkins? I put two down. I don't remember if we vote for one or if we vote for two. I thought, it, I thought it was two. Okay, so I put Mippy, me, and Dumpy. Okay. Um, I think that one was pretty easy for me to pick. Grizz, Grizz is also solid. Um, Taco is solid, but Dumpy made the play to get on Sports Center. I think if right. you're making a play to get on Sports Center, you deserve to be in the All Star game as yeah. a fielder. Yeah. Um, for me, I said you and Grizz. Uh, the only reason why I didn't choose Dumpy was just because, as I said in the last episode, I need to do the eye test, mm-hmm. and I haven't been on the field besides one time with Dumpy, and I don't think I've ever seen Dumpy play either, like even last year, whatever mm-hmm. year it was. So since I haven't really seen him as a fielder, just that one catch isn't going to do it justice for me because I, I know what you and Grizz can do. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose them over that's Dumpy. Fair. That's fair. All right, let's go over to Egan where it's – tough because we don't see him as much so Mm -hmm. it's mainly based on stats that we see so give me your six hitters 
All right, so my number one hitter, going by my logic of if you lead the league in important stats, has to be Hayter. He leads the league in home runs with 18 home runs, or at least he leads Egan with 18 home runs. Um, do you have him? I do, yep. I have him leading. Uh, also, by the way, my uh, comeback player of the year. Yeah, he's he's put on. Yes. He's put on. I got I got screwed because I started him in fantasy and then they rescheduled that, that Monday, Monday game. game and I had I had him as my triple captain. And if oh. you don't play fantasy, once a year you can pick one player as your triple captain and you you can only use it once. And so I used my token on Hater that week. <laughs> and he had a good game on Thursday. Yeah. I was gonna be able to double up on his games. Um but then he was going to play the Trash Pandas in two games on that Monday. Yeah. And I thought he was going to go off, and that game got rescheduled, and then I lost my token since he played on Thursday. That's tough. So a tough break for me on that one. Um, I have Scrabble in my lineup. He's hitting 425 right now as a rookie with seven reach-on errors. <laughs> so they are giving him the rookie treatment in yes. terms of ruling it a hit or not for him. And his average is still 425. Yes. So if... So if it, the bookkeepers had been a little bit more uh, n- nice to him or dishonest, <laughs> I guess I should say, uh, he's probably getting closer to 450. I, I agreed with you on Scrapple. He's just... I thought he was going to be more of a line drive hitter because um, we <laughs> played... I played on his team yeah. when we... Uh, what was it? Wiftoberfest, is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. When we won Wiftoberfest Wif- and he carried us. Um, but he was just hitting line drives that day. But now he's hitting a bunch of bombs as yeah. well. Yeah. I have Dr. Seuss. Okay. I believe Dr. Seuss is leading or close to the top in batting average, and I think he might be leading in on-base percentage as well. Um, do you have him? Well, for me, it was tough. I said pick two of the baby cakes out okay. of these three, Seuss, Hove, and Hondi. Okay. I think two of those three are going to get would get my vote, um, depending on how that is, just because I don't... I was trying to stay away from the whole doubling up on teams, yep. and it was tough for me because the Braves have a good hitting team, so a lot of them are up there. Uh, the Baby Cakes have a good hitting team, so three of those guys are up there. And then um, the Rough Riders have a couple good hitting people, so it, I, I felt like the Baby Cakes have faced a tougher schedule as of right now compared to the Braves. So that's why I gave the Baby Cakes the extra batter. Okay. But your answer is no, you didn't put Seuss. I did. Oh, you did. Okay. It was Seuss, Hove, and Hondi. Okay. Pick two of those. Okay. Um, I doubled up on Rough Riders. I put Mihoff. Yep. Um, it was tough to argue his stats. I think he's leading the league in some category. Maybe it's on base or... Something like that. So he, he might go from the Noob Star game last year to the actual All-Star game right. this year. Right. Is he Dumpy's brother? Mihop is... No. One of the Rough Riders no. is Dumpy's brother. No. I don't think Mihop is the brother. Okay. That could be an interesting dynamic if that was the case, <laughs> but I guess not. Um, I also had Epstein. His numbers across the board were definitely top six. Yep, I had him as well. And I think the vibes, I guess, t- statistically right now, they're not the best Egan team. But if I were to pick a team, I would say they're the best Egan team. So they need need to have. He's the best hitter on the best yeah. team. Yeah. So 
um, currently, at least statistically. And then I had uh, Sanchez, um, my second uh, second Brave on there. I thought statistically, I think he was second in the league in home runs, and maybe they've had a soft schedule, but I couldn't. Had a tough time putting anybody above him statistically. My last hitter was actually Pablo. I thought about him. Yeah. Yeah. So if we were to use, say, my lineup, that would be Scrabble, potentially Hondi, and Pablo, all rookies, Jeez. playing in an all-star game based on how I would vote. Okay. That, that would be pretty ridiculous. Yeah. yeah you're, you're all about the fresh faces. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't vote Pablo just because he hadn't play, played quite enough, and I think part of the all-star thing for me is playing a lot. Yeah. But the numbers, he definitely is in the conversation. Right. And if he has a good next couple weeks... I would not be surprised to see him in there. Yeah. All right, what about your pitchers? <laughs> this one was... <laughs> there's one good pitcher in Egan. It was difficult. Yeah. Well, let's just say that, because there's one standout, and the rest are basically even. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Seuss is far far and away the best pitcher in Egan. Yes. It's not even close. Yes. Um, also... In my opinion, far and away the MVP right now of Egan. Okay. Um, that, maybe that's a conversation for another time. Just if he's an all-star hitter and he's far and away the best pitcher, it's tough to argue that he's not right. the MVP right. of the league right now. Um, so after Dr. Seuss, I was throwing darts at my computer <laughs> screen. And we were yelling at each other from across the house saying, who the heck are we going to pick for the other pitchers in Egan? Yeah. I'll let you go first for your other two. All right. So my other two, I had Handsome Matt. Okay, I considered him. Yep, and then my last one was uh, Big Haas. And I put Big Haas as my second one. Yeah, I I know that he's missed a couple series, so he hasn't had the starts as some of the other people, but him being 4-1 with like a 3 ERA Mm -hmm. I think is a lot better than being like 4-4 with a 4 ERA. Yeah, and I think he's hops, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes in with the hops mentality, if they get up by a few runs, then they're going to start lollipopping some. So that could also play a role in the higher ERA, but they're still winning the games. Right. So sometimes ERA doesn't tell the whole picture. If, like, for example, Taco on our team, if he wanted to have a one ERA, he could have a one ERA. Um, but if we're up eight to nothing, he's going to start throwing 45 miles an hour. Yeah. So I think that could be a little bit of the case with Big Haas as well. He knows what he needs to do to win a game, and that's why I put him in there. Yeah. I also put Scrabble as my third. I, I debate on Scrabble as well. He walks a ton of people. It is he's, also his first year. So. Yes. He walks a ton of people, but from the stats, it looks like he's almost impossible to hit. Yeah. Um, so that got him in as my, as my last pitcher, but that could change in the next couple weeks if somebody really steps up. So, would he be your second vote for MVP? Though? Yes. Okay. I was just about to say that. You read my mind. Right now, I would say it's Dr. Seuss, Scrabble. Has there, hater. has there ever been a rookie MVP? Smallpox. Was it Smallpox? I would, okay. I would think he probably won it. Okay, I, was, I wasn't sure. I was just asking if he knew. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm guessing. I'm guessing he at least finished top three. Okay. If not, won it. Um, All right. What about your Egan fielders then? 
I voted the wish for my top fielder, and then for my second fielder, I put the wish as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> vibes. Get a camera on them. Yes. Yeah. I don't care if it's your phone. Just get a, get a camera on them. Yeah, we need to see some of these plays. And I think people are starting to catch on that he's so ridiculous in the yeah. field. We've all seen it our whole lives. Right. And he just needs to... He Last year, he got a shine at the All-Star game. Yes. And he needs to continue getting a well, shine. Well, it's been... Two, two All Star really? games. Oh right. yeah, and in both years he <laughs> yes. made unbelievable plays. Yeah, it's yeah. been both All Star games. Like yes, he's made. yes, and that's he does that every game. That's not just like oh my gosh, he's stepping up for the All Star game. He'll do that in a ten nothing game as exactly. well. Exactly, He'll run through a wall. Yeah, and much respect to him. Right. Uh, my second one was Hove. I think Hove is also up there with the wish. He makes those ridiculous plays. He's always hustling no matter what the situation mm-hmm. is. So. He has my vote as the second fielder. I did put honorable mention since I kind of did a meme vote right there, and Hove was my first honorable mention. He does have four errors on the year, so I can see him not getting a lot of votes, but we've had this conversation. Right. I think errors are an overrated stat. The right. best fielders are going to have errors because they're always out there and they're always trying to make plays. Exactly. They're not like just letting it roll to the wall because right. they don't want to dive. Right. Um, For your sticky pot, it's not whoever makes the most putouts with no errors. Exactly. That's a stupid rule. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because the Wish has two errors on yeah. the year. Yeah. There's no way that he is not a top two fielder, though. Right. Like, the Wish could have five errors right now, and I would still probably vote him in. Right. Uh, I also put Mihoff and Rocky down just because they. I know Rocky's Rocky and Mihoff, statistically, if we're going by putouts versus errors, Mihoff is probably the top one. Okay. So. But I've never seen him make any plays. I'm assuming he's good, though, based yeah. on those stats. And so, and then that kind of wraps up our All-Stars, who we think should be voted in as of right now. Um, I'm not sure when All-Star voting closes, but that could be like another two weeks afterwards or whatnot. So mm-hmm. these can all change. This is just based on what we've seen so far on the stats or whatnot. So um, let us know if... We got something wrong. I mean, yeah, roast us in the Discord. <laughs> call us out on Twitter. It's, that's what the All Star voting is about. Hey, is it, this con- this conversation? If you're having a great year and we missed you, let us know. Let let people know if you want to be in the All Star game. Start participating or like getting your name out there. Yeah, Merce with his thirty walks, he's going to be on that yeah. message board saying, "Hey, I get on base over fifty percent of the times. Put me in as a hitter." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that kind of wraps up our All Star stuff. Um, the first episode that I had with you, we discussed weird rules and how yeah. would you call it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on to the second segment of this. I'm going to be asking the questions this time, and you're going to try and get it right. Okay. So another engagement with the listeners. See what they see how well they do as well. I'm excited for this because I thought I exhausted all the weird rules and a few of yeah. new ones. Then. Yeah, so I got five here for you. Okay. All right, so... Situation number one, runner on second, there's a pop fly right over second base, fielder tries to make the play, but the runner doesn't move from the base, so he's still on the base, and the fielder misses the catch. Mm -hmm. What's the ruling? So we did watch a breakdown of that together a couple weeks ago. I would not have known it unless we had watched that breakdown. Um, but the runner has to make an attempt to get out of the way of the ball. Second base is, we should have paused to let people think about it, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, pause right now if you, <laughs> if you want to think about it. 
Um, but second base is not a safe haven. You can't just stand on second base and be like, well, I have a right to the base, so I don't have to get out of the way. You can finagle your body and contort your body while keeping a toe on the base and get out of the way of the fielder, and you have to make that effort in order to do so. Otherwise, it is fielder's interference. And that works for... Runner's interference. Yeah, and that works for any base as well. So Mm -hmm. you, you, you as a runner have to get out of the way of the fielder. All right. Situation number two. There's a force out of the base. The ball ends up in the uniform of the fielder. The fielder has the ball in his hands while the ball is underneath his uniform and touches the base before the runner gets there. What's the call? And this is baseball, not wiffle ball. It can be wiffle ball. So either one? Yeah. giving a good pause for people to come up with this well i mean i can yeah trim it down yeah so you're saying what anybody on it doesn't matter if there's anybody on base just trying to get a force out the ball's in the uniform correct and they have their hand they Mm -hmm. still have the possession of the ball inside their uniform see i don't know if this is right but if I was an umpire in that situation and they had like possession of the ball, even if it was through their uniform, I probably would call it an out. I don't know if that's the correct by the book rule, though. But I'm going to go with my instincts on what feels like the spirit of the rule. If, if they're literally holding it inside their shirt, I'm going to say out. So it's not actually inside their shirt that they're holding it. So the ball's inside, but they're still holding it on the outside. Right, right. So the okay. hand's on the outside of the jersey. Yeah. And they're... I would still call it out if I deemed that they had possession of the ball, even if it was through a shirt. That is incorrect. I kind of it, thought it was going to be. Even though that it's inside your uniform and you do have control of the ball, you do not have that out. Okay. Um, I think the only weird situation with that rule is if the ball is stuck in somebody's glove. Yep, and you can throw that right. to the field. So even though that it's inside you, inside your uniform, it does not count as an out. Okay. So it is, it, is it still a live ball? I think so until you claim it dead. I'm not entirely sure where that rule kind of stops. Because it... Somewhat of a tangent. I don't know if this is one of your other rules, but I always wondered, like on a foul tip third strike, if it, the ball got caught in the catcher's mask, I always was wondering, okay, would that be a foul tip strike three since it never hit the ground, right. or does it cleanly have to go into the glove? And I believe it's a foul ball. It's not a, a strike three. But so we that, can look that one up, I guess. Right. That can be for the yeah, other yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that one out. All right. Third situation. This is strictly baseball at this point. Okay. Bases are loaded, bottom of the ninth, full count, tie game. Runner from third takes off, and as he's going, slides, touches home plate, and while doing so, the ball hits him as he's touching home plate. The umpire calls a strike. What happens? So he got hit by the pitch as a runner, sliding into home. Yes. Wow, that one I have never thought through. <laughs> How did you come up with this one? Did you I, look it up? Or I, I found them. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. I love these. Um, oh, man. I mean, common sense 
to me, would say it's a dead ball. Otherwise, oh, man. He slides into home. Ruled a strike. You said full count? Full count. Full count. Had he touched home before the ball hit him? Or does this not matter in this situation? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter in this situation. <laughs> I would say since the umpire called strike, it's strike three. I'm changing my mind. You're going to have to cut out a lot of dead space here. <laughs> oh. Two hours later. Okay, I think common sense. Let's go back to common sense. Don't overthink it. Okay. I would say strike three, end of the inning. Final answer. Correct. Okay. We are going to extras. Okay. Is there an explanation as to why? I'm not entirely sure. I didn't get the explanation. I would assume because it was thrown as a pitch mm -hmm. that you cannot interfere with the pitch. That makes sense. Yeah. That would be my reasoning as to why that would be called the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. Situation number four. Ball is put into play. Hits off the pitching rubber and goes into foul territory. The ball is picked up and thrown to first before the batter gets there. What's the call? Foul ball. Correct. Clearly you've seen that one before. No, that just would be common sense to me because the, the mound is not anything different than just the ground. in terms Even of though that's called it a uh, pitcher's play. Right. In terms of ruling, the mound is irrelevant, invisible. I got screwed by that, I think, in the World Series off Seuss. I had a rope up the middle, hit the rubber, and just bounced right in front of him. And he picked it up and had not left the infield, and I was yeah. out at first. Okay. All right, and then this one. I, I really like this one because I, I know a lot of people don't know this one as well. Two, runner, two runners occupy the same base. Fielder takes both of them. What's the call? They're both standing on the base? Yes. Um, one of them's out, for sure. I'm just trying to think of which one is out. I forgot which one is out. I'm going to go with the second runner that made it to the base is out. Okay, so whoever got to the base first and then the second runner touches that base, the yeah. second runner yeah. that caught there is out. Yeah. Incorrect. It's the lead runner. Lead runner always has possession of the base. Okay. So the trail runner is on the base as well. Yeah. If you touch both of them, the trail runner is out. That's what I said, right? No, you said the second person to touch the bag. Oh, that's, so, that's what I meant <laughs> in my head. Maybe I didn't articulate yeah, it. Yeah, so but, that, that's what I was asking because I okay. didn't specify what runner because you didn't specify what, okay. what, what runner it was. So the lead runner always has possession of that bag. That's what I meant in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you always see that happen, and then they hold off. Or they usually take the lead runner first to think that he's off. And get him to step off the base. Take the other guy while they're still on it yeah, to yeah, get him yeah, out. Yeah. And as the guy's coming off, 
tag yeah. them to get the double play. Yeah. Yeah, so baseball players never leave the base until you've confirmed who's out or just know that the lead guy has right away. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get into wrapping this one up a little bit shorter just because of a little bit of an emergency podcast. But uh, do you have any uh, closing thoughts or shout-outs? Are we going to do the uh, surprises or whatnot, or Ah, save that? We'll save that. Okay. Um, In that case, shout-out Kmart for hitting a grand slam uh, first of his career. Um, shout out the uh, new guy from the Trash Pandas who can throw 86 miles an hour. Uh, he, he showed up to the field. He was going to play us. And he, he, he was like warming up. And he's like, I have no idea what 60 looks like. And knowing we were about to play them, I'm like, well, I can gun you and I can let you know. <laughs> His first pitch right down the middle, 75. <laughs> I was like, that was 75. He's like, oh, really? Oh, shoot. I have to... Dial it back a little. I was like, yes, you do. <laughs> um, but then when after the game, when he was uh, messing around, he hit 86 a few times. So shout out to him. Shout out to Toonsis. Is he the guy that does the graphics for the Trash yes. Pandas? Yeah. Incredible. I need to learn how to do that or buy the program that has that. Right. Shout out to him with that. Um, and shout out to Sully for letting me get a triple off you, even though he definitely was not letting me do it. Because if when you see the recap, he was sprinting to third trying to cut that triple off. Yeah, that's all I got for shout-outs. All right, shout-out to uh, Hater for getting his 800 career RBI. Um, and I'm going to apologize for this one because I saw somebody got two historic stats. I can't remember from where, from who, but they did. I will find it, and I will get it ready for the next podcast. Um, completely sorry about that one. Shout out Super Dave for no hitting the lug nuts. We out here. We out here. You showed them. <laughs> Get it, Super Dave. All right. And then lastly, what are we drinking? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> we, we, I was looking for a beverage. I was even, getting parched. We don't even have water. Uh, we got hand sanitizer. We can take shots of that. So uh, that's going to be the end of the podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, I think that one we're going to try to touch on a little bit more of the All-Star, see what happens there, because I think All-Star game is going to be the following weekend for that, so hopefully we know our All-Stars by that point, and then we're going to try and sit down with Wade Webgem about uh, his whole national committee experience so far, since this is his first year. So uh, here's to good weather. Good whistle ball, great friends, and cold beer. Till next time. Bye. This monster's back in town.